Marku is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 0941504, Florida L076508, Georgia 69178, Idaho MLO 2080237926, Illinois 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina I210940, Nevada 57237, Oregon Tennessee 184373, Texas Washington MLO 237926. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marku. I am the Mortgage Mom, and whoo! So exciting. We finally got all of our glitches taken care of. Our camera's working. Our sound is working. We are not uh, sitting in circles and not going to YouTube accurately. So today is a good day. I want to start off by wishing everybody a very happy Valentine's Day. So I hope you guys are all enjoying it. And for those of you who are listening to my show on Go Country on Saturdays at 730, uh, I want to say I hope that you all had a wonderful Valentine's Day yourselves. Um, I can see my dad jumped on. So, hey, dad, nice to see you. And I want to remind everybody to let me know that you're, you're here. Say hi. This is an interactive show. I want you to get interactive with me. I want you to ask your questions. I want to bring you the information that you're looking for. And I try to select topics that I know people don't understand or they're wanting to know more or something that is going to make the transaction just a little bit easier when you are going to do a purchase or a refinance, really any kind of mortgage financing. So today we are going to be talking about rate locks, locking in your rate, should you lock in your rate, uh, what does locking in your rate mean, what does it mean if you are locked and interest rates actually go down and get better, what does it mean if you are not locked in and interest rates go up. So we are going to talk about all of that. Is it a time right now that I would suggest that you lock in? And can you lock in before you actually have a property address? So that would be for somebody that is a, a home buyer that is out in the market looking to buy, planning to buy, actively looking at listings, making offers on properties, and they want to guarantee that interest rate while they're shopping before they've actually committed to a home. So we are going to get into all of that today. But again, I want to make sure that you guys ask your questions and get interactive with me and stop me. I will read any question whatsoever. I will read it out loud and answer it for you. Now, I do want to remind you guys that I go live every single Wednesday at one o'clock Pacific time on YouTube. Now, up until now for the last, I don't know, three years or so, I have been sending out text messages to let you all know that I am live and a link to join. I am actually going to be stopping that service. I know many of you really do enjoy it. You like to get the service. We got a couple people out there that are complaining, that are getting irritated, that they're getting a text message, which is super easy to just opt out. But as a mortgage mom, I don't want to offend or upset anybody. So I have decided that we are going to not do that. 
The phone number does still work. If you want to text me, text my office, ask your questions, if that is the easiest way for you to get through to us, please feel free to do so. That text message works. That phone number works. It is the same phone number to send me a text. It's the same phone number to call my office. It is easy, easy. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W E L-E-N-D, and the number four. So you can text me at that number. You can call me at that number, whatever you need. But if you like to get that text message because it's a nice notification to let you know that I have gone live, well, you can easily still do that without my text. So what do you do? So you go to the Mortgage Mom Radio. Don't forget radio, but go to the Mortgage Mom Radio YouTube channel, subscribe to my channel, and click that notification bell. That notification bell is supposed to alert you on your cell phone or wherever it is that you watch your YouTube. It is supposed to pop up as an alert on your phone and let you know that I am live and you can click right on it and join as usual. So uh, I'm not going anywhere. The show is going to continue. We're doing it every Wednesday. You're just going to be missing that weekly text. So I do want to get into rate locks. I'm going to jump into that here in just a second. We're going to take a super quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get that started. So don't go anywhere. This is Debbie Marku, the mortgage mom. I don't know if you've heard, but interest rates are starting to come down. We have finally crossed that threshold of where interest rates are not only below seven, but they're potentially below six. It depends on you, your credit score, and the loan type that you are applying for. But we have got some rates right now that are in the fives. Very exciting. If you've been thinking about purchasing a home or refinancing to get yourself out of debt, well, give us a call. Let's see if it's something that does make sense for you. You can reach us at 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. Or head on over to our website at mortgagemomradio.com. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial... All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. Manny accidentally clicked on something, so you guys probably saw something jump up on the screen. Ignore it. But here we go. We were talking all about rate locks. And so what does that mean? And I get a lot of especially brand new first-time buyers that have no idea what we're talking about. We have a lot of refinance clients who want to know, you know, should I lock? Should I not lock? What happens if I do? What if interest rates come down further after I've locked in my interest rate. So it's really important that we actually talk about this today, especially in the environment that we are in. We are pretty rocky right now. So we've all said, well, we haven't all said, I have said numerous times that the Federal Reserve had told us back two years ago that they were going to start to increase rates. They were going to continue to increase rates until they got it to the threshold where they felt like it was starting to do some damage to the inflation, making it better, bringing it down. They said we were going to stay higher for longer. So they were going to get to a max place and then they were going to hold us there for quite some time, never really gave us an actual uh, time frame that the, you know, high 
retire for longer, what that meant. Uh, but they did say that that was going to happen. So when we did see interest rates start to come down in December, uh, that was because we got some really favorable news that had come out at that time, which started to drive those interest rates down. And then we saw interest rates once again in January start to come down as well. The inflation numbers came out. It was starting to look much better. And so a lot of people started getting very excited thinking, hey, they're going to probably start cutting interest rates at the next Fed meeting. Well, I had actually said, obviously, I have no crystal ball. Nobody has any crystal ball. Um, but me, the mortgage mom, being in this industry for a long time, reading all of the news, reading all of the articles, really staying in tune with what is going on, being that this is my business and you know how I pay my bills and feed my family, uh, it's really important for me to understand you know how things are moving and what we think is happening. And so my opinion, even last year, about July, I believe, I believe I did a show and I said, I really don't think that we're going to see any rate cuts until earliest July, probably fourth quarter of 2024. So this is still my my opinion. I think earliest July, probably fourth quarter that we're going to see rate cuts. But in between that, we are starting to see news that comes out where inflation's getting better. And that was in January. And then all of a sudden, we just had an inflation report yesterday. Inflation went up from, you know, the the month prior. So now, you know, everybody's starting to panic a little bit and we see interest rates shoot up a little bit. Now, the nice thing is, is that we are still down. We are still down quite a bit from the highs that we saw back in October. And I don't think that we are going to hit those highs again. But locking in your interest rate is really, really important when it comes to your mortgage. And at the end of the day, your loan officer can advise you you know, what they feel you should do, but the ultimate decision comes to you as the borrower. The borrower is the one that is saying, hey, I wanna lock in my interest rate, please do that now. So I do feel like it's very important, especially right now, as we're seeing interest rates kind of come down very quickly, sharply, then they're kind of popping back up and we're always gonna see them go down and up again, down and up again, and they will probably not ever get as high as what we saw in October, at least not for a long time. Can I say that in the rest of, you know, history that we're never going to get back to those interest rates. We absolutely could at some point. But here in the short term, uh, between 2024 and 2025, I personally would not anticipate that we're going to see the high that we saw back in October, which is where interest rates were literally in the 8% range. I don't think that we're going to see that. So we are at a point right now where things are starting to come down, but it is still volatile. volatile. We're still getting, you know, great news one day and bad news the next day. And the interest rate that you might be quoted during your pre-approval could be end up different at the time that you're ready to lock in for better or for worse. So it is really important that we talk about that. Um, I can, I do want to say hi to Annette. She jumps on and says, happy Valentine's Day. And Heidi jumped on as well and said, hi all, happy Valentine's Day. So ladies, thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. And I do want to remind everybody, this is interactive. So if I'm talking about something that is interesting to you, or you just have a general mortgage or real estate question, throw it in that feed. I am happy to help. I am happy to answer that question give it to me. I want to bring you guys the information that you're looking for. 
So we're back to rate locks. Why is this so important? Right now, market is volatile, right? The mortgage-backed uh, mortgage securities and the bonds, uh, the treasuries, the yields, everything is what is driving mortgage interest rates. We are not directly tied to the Federal Reserve prime rate. Yes, as they move that prime rate, we will see interest rates move as well, but we are very much like the stock market. Information comes out that just sets things off and they either set things off in a positive direction for us, which means interest rates are going down, or it sets us off in a bad direction, which means interest rates are going up. So we are pretty volatile right now. Still, like I said, much, much better than what we were seeing back in October at our high, at our peak. So to give you an example, I mentioned that interest rates were in the 8% range. I probably uh, was quoting something as high as 8.5%. We are now in the low sevens and even low sixes, depending on the type of loan program. So your government programs are going to have a better interest rate. Your your FHAs, your VAs will have a better interest rate than your conventional, your Fannie Mae's and Freddie Macs or your Jumbos. Um, But in those government products, we are looking at interest rates that are in the mid to lower sixes, which is phenomenal. So, you know, I I am very, very excited. It's opening up a lot of opportunity for many of you. It's making home ownership more affordable. It's helping get you into a higher price than what you could have just gotten into uh, back in October, which was only four or five months now ago. And, you know, it is helping uh, some to refinance. So remember that, you know, many of you guys have not wanted to touch that interest rate you had on your first mortgage. Uh, You do want to take out some money from your home. You've got debts or you want to do home improvements and add on whatever it might be that you are trying to access equity. Many of you have done maybe an equity line of credit or a home equity loan. And now your blended rate is probably somewhere in that 5% range, five, five and a half percent range. So we are very, very close to being in a position where you will have the opportunity very, very soon to do a refinance to consolidate and roll all of that together. And then again, for our buyers, we always want to make sure that you are getting the very best interest rate locked in at the very perfect timing. So once again, this is a super important episode and I want to jump into it. I don't want to miss any information whatsoever. We're going to take a super quick break and we get back. What is a rate lock? When can you lock in your interest rate? What if I lock in and the rate goes up or down? Can I lock in a mortgage rate while I shop? Does it make sense in this market to do the extended rate lock? So that's for the shopper. And then is it a good idea to lock in my rate? So should you float with the market? So we are going to jump into all of that. We're taking a super one minute break and we'll be right back. This is Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom. Well, super exciting news. We saw interest rates drop back in December and we're seeing interest rates drop further again. So have you been thinking about refinancing, but you were afraid to get rid of that low interest rate that you had? Well, now is a great time for you to start exploring that option once again. Depending on those interest rates on those credit cards and other debts that you might wanna pay off, and then consolidating that with your current interest rate on your first mortgage, you might find that you are in a better position with a new refinance with better cash flow monthly. So give us a call. It's 844-935-3634 or head on over to our website at mortgagemomradio.com. 
All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and we are talking all about rate locks. So let's go ahead and jump right into this. So what is a rate lock? And I had to make notes. So if you see me guys looking down, it's just because I didn't want to miss any important details that you needed to know. So what is a rate lock? So I do want to go into that for you. So basically, when you start a mortgage application, whether it is a purchase or it is a refinance, your loan officer will ask you, do you want to lock in your interest rate? So as you are doing the application and they're working through that with you and they're quoting you monthly payments, they are running a rate sheet based on your particular scenario. Everybody gets a different interest rate, which is why you never hear me on a single commercial throw out a number that says, hey, you could get this interest rate right now. Call me to apply. Um, everybody gets a different interest rate, whether it is, you know, what you're buying, how much money that you're putting down on it, what you're refinancing. Is it a single family? Is it a condominium? Is it two units, three units, four units? Are you an investor? Is it your primary residence? Is it your vacation property? What is your debt to income ratio? What is your credit score? If I didn't already mention that all of these things go into what is the interest rate that you are going to get on your loan. So as you are working through these numbers with your loan officer, they are quoting you an interest rate and a monthly payment. So now you open it up and you say, yes, I want to move forward. Let's go ahead and get started. So now they are going to put your application together and they are going to get it prepared to get it submitted to an underwriter. At that point in time, for both a purchase, you've got an address, you've, you've negotiated with a seller, you have your offer accepted, and you are opening escrow or a refinance, you've decided, you've determined, yes, we're moving forward and I'm doing it on this property. So with this address, right? Either where you live, your primary, or you might be refinancing an investment or your vacation property, second home. But once you've determined the address that you are going to be financed, putting the financing on, then you can, you have the opportunity to go ahead and lock in that interest rate. So should you lock in the rate or should you not? But let's first explain what a rate lock is. So you can choose a time frame of 30, 60, 90 days. Some lenders, depending on the bank that you go to or the bank that we are sending your loan to, some will have a longer rate lock period available than the 30, 60, 90. But most the general uh, rate lock time frames that are offered are 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days. The longer that you lock in your interest rate for, the higher that that interest rate will be. So it will creep up just a little bit for the longer time frame that you select. So why would you want to lock something in for 60 days or 90 days over 30? So it just truly depends on how long that you think it's going to take to close the transaction. This a, a 60 or a 90 day rate lock would be more subject to a purchase. So you have found the house of choice, you've negotiated with the seller, but the seller isn't quite ready to move yet. They need a little bit longer. They need a little bit more time. And you all negotiate that you want to close, you know, on day 67 or 72, whatever that, that time frame might be, whatever that date is that works for that seller. 
So in your situation or a builder, you found a property that you really love, you're building it, you know, that you walked into a tract, they actually have one of their properties that is, is going to be available within the next, you know, 60 to 70, 80, 90 days, right? And you say, yes, that's the one I want, you get under contract. So there are reasons why you might want that longer rate lock, but you are going to take just a little bit higher interest rate for the longer term that you select. So 30 is obviously gonna be your best pricing. There's also a 15 day rate lock. So if you know you're gonna move super fast, we are in a rush. The only way to get the offer accepted was to offer the seller a quick close. Today is February the 14th and the seller does not wanna make another payment on that mortgage. So the goal is let's close it by the end of this month. We've got two weeks to do it. You actually do have an option of a 15 day rate lock as well, which will also give you a little bit better pricing typically than a 30 day. So we wanna be making, mindful and aware of how long do you need so that we are putting you into the right rate lock because what happens so locking in a rate what exactly is that you are saying yes I am happy with this interest rate I don't want to lose it I don't care if it goes any you know doesn't if it goes down any further I just don't want it to go up so I am comfortable I am happy I like what you're telling me the payment makes sense go ahead and lock in that interest rate for me right now and so now you are locked we say okay and we push the button you are locked. That means you are locked. If the interest rates go up in the market, you are locked. You are locked at that interest rate that was quoted to you. If interest rates go down, you are locked. You are locked in at that interest rate that was quoted to you. So it's, it's very much making sure that you're locking in and there is no way to be able to give anybody any kind of sound advice beyond a day or two in advance of what is our opinion and what do we think you should do. So keep that in mind as well. Even though the general thought process right now, uh, February 14th of 2024 is that interest rates are headed on the lo lower elevator, right? We're going down, we're going to bottom floors. Even though that is the general thought process of where interest rates are going, in 2024 and 2025, that does not mean that what happens on February the 14th, that the interest rate might not be higher come March 1st or even come February 18th. So it is very important for you to understand, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that we are in a very volatile market. One day, everything is looking spectacular and rates are like swinging down fast. And the next day, another report comes out like yesterday and inflation is actually up. And so now all of a sudden our rates shot up and we, you know, you, we probably went up by about a quarter of a percent just from that news. Now, will we come back down? probably, most likely, would be a yes. However, do we know when that's gonna happen? It could be tomorrow, it could be next week, it might not be for two weeks, it might not be for another month. We could see them go up another quarter percent, which again is still significantly better than where we were in October of 23. But we don't know, and there is no way for us to advise, and there is no loan officer that can truly advise. There isn't even really a financial advisor that can advise as to what they think is going to happen during your escrow process. So your refinance takes about 30 days. A normal purchase when we aren't uh, rushing to get something done, which we do, we do it all the time, so don't 
don't count this out, but a typical re, a typical purchase transaction is about 30 days. So there is no way for us to be able to tell you what is going to happen from day one to day 30 with where interest rates are at. The best thing that we can do is we can tell you what is happening in the market. This is where we are today. When we opened this morning, it looks like we've actually gotten some basis points back today, which should be favorable to our rate sheet tomorrow, or I would anticipate that our rate sheet tomorrow will probably be very similar, most likely won't move. So if you want to flow today, flow today, we'll connect again tomorrow, connect again the next day. You're going to have to go day by day by day in deciding whether you want to lock in that interest rate or not. There is absolutely no way that anybody can advise you beyond each one day at a time. And keep in mind that rate sheets for mortgages come out once a day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day. In my whole career, which I've been doing this for 30 years now, I've actually seen four rate sheets in one day, one time throughout that, you know, 30 years, but it can happen. So why do we get new rate sheets? Why does it happen? What we quote you in the morning and all of a sudden in the afternoon, the rate is different. If the market is absolutely sliding in one direction or another, getting better or getting worse, the lenders are repricing. They're repricing, they're repricing, and they're sending out new rate sheets, sending out new rate sheets. Your loan officer has absolutely no control over when a new rate sheet is is supplied, when it is sent out. They have no control over trying to get you locked into last hour's interest rate. They have no control whatsoever. I want to make sure you guys hear that. It is not just me. It is every single loan officer in this country has zero control over when a rate sheet comes out and if there's a second one midday and if an interest rate changes from day to day or even two or three times in a day. So again, what you really want to do is focus on, am I comfortable with this mortgage payment? Would I be upset if this interest rate went up further? Would I be upset if it were to come down slightly? Talk to your loan officer. Well, if the interest rate came down by 0.125 or it came down by 0.25, how much would that payment change? What am I losing if I locked in and interest rates did get better? And then talk about, well, what, where would my monthly payment be if my rate goes up? by 0.125 or up by 0.25 if I decide that I want to stand at the table and I want to and I want to let it roll. So it truly is your choice but you have to have these conversations with your loan officer. It's important to understand how it works and when you should be locking in that interest rate. Um, Michael jumped on and said, hello, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. So Michael, thanks so much for joining in. Love having you here. And again, I want to remind you guys, this is interactive. So if I say something that doesn't make sense, please stop me and ask a question. If you want to know about something that I'm not talking about, totally cool. Ask a question. Happy to read it out loud and answer it for you. So we are talking rates. So that is what a rate lock is, is you are choosing to lock in that interest rate. You are stop, essentially stopping yourself in the market. The interest rate that you are locking in is based on the time and date that the button is pushed, and that is the rate sheet that you are locked into for the rest of your transaction. So are you a gambler? 
Are you somebody that goes to Vegas and you win and at the craps table and you decide to let it ride and throw again and leave all your winnings out on the table? Or are you conservative and it's more important for you to say, hey, I won, I'm gonna take that, I'm happy with it. You know, that payment makes sense, right? So it truly is, are you a gambler or are you not? And it's also becoming very, very good friends with your loan officer as far as deciding the correct timing, the correct day, to get that interest rate locked in. And again, nobody, nobody can tell you. I would, I, I would wait, I would just let it, I would let, I'd leave you floating. I wouldn't lock, I'd leave you floating because you have 30 days before you close and the general direction of where interest rates are going is down. So I really think that we'd be better off if you just wait until we get closer to the end. That is not, hear me, not a good idea period, end of story. I don't care if we are in the very best rate market in town, that is not a good idea. You need to be checking in every single day. You need to understand what is driving the interest rates. You need to know what data is being released that is going to affect interest rates. So many times we see unemployment reports come out, the Fed talking comes out, the CPI numbers come out. There are many things that happen on a weekly basis that directly affect mortgage interest rates just like the stock market. So make sure you're working with somebody, working with a professional, hopefully working with me and my team to make sure that you are getting locked in at the best possible time. So when can I lock in my interest rate? You can lock in your interest rate as soon as you have that property address identified. So you cannot lock in a short-term, no-cost rate lock um, for any extended period of time. So basically a lock and shop, those do exist, but they do cost money up front. So you will be paying money to lock in an interest rate that you can actually keep for a solid period of time, three months, five months, six months, sometimes longer, but you are going to pay money that is non-refundable upfront to have that security blanket of, I locked in this interest rate and now I can go shop. Do I suggest that in today's market? I don't, I don't suggest that in today's market. We actually talked about those and I really wish more people had listened to me and taken me up on it. We actually started talking about those in the middle of 22. That would have been fabulous to do it at that point. Beginning of 23 would have been very important to do it at that point because we knew they're saying, they're telling us the Fed is raising rates, the Fed is raising rates. We're gonna continue to raise rates until we get to where we believe that we're starting to get that inflation under under control and then we're going to hold them. I don't think that we're in a position right now that we're going to see those interest rates go up any further, like crazy skyrocket further, like what we were seeing in that market. So I would not necessarily suggest locking in, paying money to do a lock and shop, but that is an opportunity that is available to you. So I do need to um, close up the show just for my Go Country listeners. We are going to keep going. I can see Michelle jumped on and she has a question. Heather jumped in. I'm going to talk still about... Um, uh, what happens if the rate lock goes down? We talked about that. Does it make sense in this market? We just talked about that. I don't think that it does to do that lock and shop. Um, but we are going to talk about whether it's a good idea to float. And so I want to make sure that you guys really understand that part. Go country. Thank you so much for listening to me on Saturday mornings at 7:30. Sure do appreciate it. Would love it if you guys got interactive and jumped on a YouTube with me. And if you'd like to do that, you just need to go to my YouTube mortgage mom radio, subscribe, 
subscribe to my channel and click on that notification bell so that you do know when I go live. I hope you guys all have a fabulous Saturday. Whew. Okay, we're done. So we're going to keep going here with those that are here on my YouTube with me right now. And thank you so much for joining and being part of it. I love this. So Heather did jump in and she says, hi, everyone. And Michelle says, what time of day does the interest rate come out? And does it stay the same for the whole day? So that is a great question, Michelle. So it usually comes out typically about 7 a.m. Pacific time is typically the time that they release the first set of rate sheets of the day. Um, every lender actually will uh, has their own time. So when I say lender, uh, if you worked for Wells Fargo as a loan officer, Wells Fargo releases their rate sheet at X period, at X time in the morning. Um, if you worked for Chase, if you worked for lending, um, you know, I don't know, any lending, any, any mortgage company whatsoever. Um, they all have their set time that they always release their rate sheets. So uh, we work for JMJ. We've actually got access being a mortgage bank. So we are not a, a bank like Wells Fargo. We're not take, we don't have savings accounts and checking accounts and that, we don't do that, but we are a mortgage bank. And so what is the difference? We actually have lines of credit with all of these different lenders. So we have lines of credit and we can sell loans and we can write loans and we can fund loans for on behalf of Chase, Wells Fargo, Citibank, right? So we have all of these different places that we can choose to place your loan depending on you, your scenario, and where do you fit the best? We, you know, we've got many Penny Mac and New Res and all kinds of places that we can take you based on you. All of them are going to come out with a rate sheet at a little bit different time, but we typically see most of them roll out at about 7 a.m. Pacific time. So it's going to be morning. Now, it can change, as I was mentioning earlier in the show. It can change as many times within a day uh, as each individual lender sees fits. So many times they will do a reprice if interest rates, if the market is sliding significantly up or down. They will do a reprice is what they call it. And we will get a notification that there has been a reprice for the worse, which means interest rates went up. We will get a notification there has been a re reprice for the better, for the improvement, improving prices. And so that's telling us that interest rates are actually better. And so basically we know that there's a brand new rate sheet that we need to go in and that we need to take a look at. So it can change as many times as a lender chooses to change it throughout the day, which is why it is so important that you are very, very close with your loan officer, that they're explaining to you what is happening. They're giving you a heads up the day before, hey, tomorrow there's going to be an unemployment report. With that unemployment report, we're anticipating that interest rates are going to improve, but many times the information that comes out is not as expected. How many times have you guys heard that before? not as expected. And when it comes out not as expected, the interest rates will typically do a reversal of what we're expecting. But the fact is, is that you know that that report's coming out, you know that it could affect the interest rates in either direction, and you have the choice as the borrower to make the decision as to whether or not you want to lock in that interest rate ahead of that report, or if you wanna gamble and you wanna wait and you wanna see if rates improve after the report, 
It's up to you. But if you don't even know that's going to happen, your loan officer hasn't communicated with you like, hey, tomorrow's kind of a big day. We might see a change. We might see a movement in the market then you don't have any idea. You're at work, you're working away, you're not in our industry, you're not, you know, you don't know anything about rate sheets and you have no clue that you just lost 0.125 or you just lost 0.25 in the interest rate that your loan officer quoted to you. You're not locked in, so there's nothing guaranteed. And many, many times clients don't even know that their interest rate is not locked. Many times loan officers don't have that conversation with their clients. They don't explain that it is up to them, that it is their choice, that they can choose to lock, they can choose to float. So float means that you are moving with the market. You didn't lock it in, rates get better, you get better, rates get worse, you get worse. Um, so a lot of loan officers don't have that conversation and you as a borrower not understanding, which all of my listeners understand because I'm educating you right now, right? But as, an, as a, a consumer and as a borrower, you don't have that education to understand that the paperwork that they sent you, the disclosures that they required you to sign at the beginning of the transaction are not locked in. So, you know, you need to look, you've got your estimate that they send you and on the estimate, it will say rate locked, yes or no. And it will have a date that you are actually locked to. So if they locked you in for 30 days, but you agreed to a 45 day escrow and you notice that your rate lock is not long enough to get you to the end of the transaction, that's a problem. So it's very, very important that you are aware of all of that. And that was a fantastic question, Michelle. Thank you so much. I know I kind of moved into other areas of information, but it's all so important when it comes down to locking in this interest rate. Um, my mother-in-law, Karen, jumps on. She says, thank you. Very informative. And you're very welcome. And she says, happy Valentine's Day and happy Valentine's Day to you as well. Love you so much. Um, okay, so we are going to take a super quick break. And when we get back, I do want to talk a little bit about those disclosures so you know exactly where to look. And I'm going to talk to you about what happens if you lock in that interest rate for 30 and you don't close in 30, what happens? Or you lock it in for the 15 because you guys are planning to go super fast to get this thing closed. And then all of a sudden there's a hiccup and you're not closed yet, your loan's not funded. What happens if you've locked it in? So do you go back to the market? current market do you get to you know do you have to take a higher rate or you get a chance at an opportunity of a lower rate like what happens right so we're going to talk about if you don't make it within your rate lock so stay tuned don't go anywhere we'll be right back this is debbie marcu the mortgage mom do you have goals to purchase a home in 2024 well guess what interest rates are coming down they got better in december and they're on their way down again, even further. So what does that do? Well, that makes home prices more affordable. It makes your purchase price more affordable, your monthly payment more affordable. So what do you do? Well, you need to get pre-approved. So give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website, at MortgageMomRadio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and you guys can see that my commercials are a little glitchy. Uh, that was actually from just a couple of weeks ago when we were having camera issues, so I need to sit down and actually re-record new ones. But the sound and the meaning is there, and you guys get what's going on, so I just decided, hey, we're going to leave them for now. I haven't had a chance to re-record, but we'll get there. Um, all right, so back to these rate locks, right? 
So what happens if you lock in for 15 or 30 or 90 and we're not ready to close for some reason? You had a hiccup with the loan, uh, you're a, a new build with construction and the property isn't ready on time. Uh, the seller, something came up that, you know, they're not able to move and close right away and they need a couple extra weeks or an extra week or two or whatever, you know, whatever it is that is delaying the transaction, you've got a delay and your rate lock is due to expire on, let's call it March 1st. And now you're going to need until March 5th or March 7th or March 10th. What happens? So there is a cost to extend your rate lock. A rate lock extension will typically cost you 0.02% of your loan amount per day. So if you are doing a you know 500,000 loan amount, 0.02% is going to be $100. $100 per day is what is going to cost you to extend your rate lock. So that can get pretty expensive pretty quickly if we have to do a lot of days. So again, I take you back to, it's very important to have that conversation with the loan officer. Uh, know what your escrow timeframes are. Know when the property is supposed to be completed if it is a new build. Um, you just wanna make sure you're having that conversation and that we're getting you locked in for the right time frame. So you might feel like it's best to lock in for a 30 because you're in a 45 day escrow, that's not the case. You need to do that 60 day rate lock. So again, they're 15, 30, 60 and 90 are the typical terms that are, are available. Some banks will offer a 120 and some will do what's called extended rate locks, especially if you are buying new construction and it's going to be nine or 10 months before your build is done. Those extended rate locks are available, but they do come at a cost that is paid up front. So that is definitely something that you can talk to us about or you can talk to your builders lender whoever you might be working with uh, to understand what those extended rate lock options are but it is very important that we're locking you in for the right time frame so if you know that you negotiated with the seller for a 60-day close because they needed a little bit longer than a standard typical 30 you want to make sure that your loan officer is aware that you did a longer escrow than 30 because that is not something until they see the contract that they would be anticipating it is very, very, very standard and common to see most contracts written with a 30-day close. So again, just make sure you're negotiating. You don't want to pay extension fees and no. If your interest rate expires, you do not go back to the drawing board. You do not immediately get the opportunity to relock your interest rate at that day's new pricing. Number one, that could be very bad for you because if interest rates did go up from the time that you locked in the rate, you would have just lost it and had to go back to market. You don't want that to happen. And number two, it could be better for you because if interest rates did jump down, significantly from the time that you locked in the rate and then the rate expired, you'd think, hey, cool, I can just go back to market and you know, do a brand new rate lock. It doesn't work that way. You need to extend the rate lock out until you close for your transaction to be active. Now, if there is a huge giant drop in the market, I would say about a half of a percent or more in interest rate during your 30 day period, there are rate renegotiations that can be done with the lock desks at most institutions. We do it at ours. If there is a big giant drop, we will renegotiate that interest rate for you to make sure that we make you whole 
we're not going to make you take something that is significantly higher than market at the time of your closing. So keep that in mind. You can do a rate renegotiation, but there does have to be a significant drop. We're not talking an eighth or a quarter in interest rate. We're talking really about three eighths or more. There's got to be a pretty solid significant drop to do that rate renegotiation. And that's that's pretty standard across the board throughout the industry. Some banks might do it a little bit different, but that is pretty common throughout the industry, throughout all lenders um, in their lock and, and pricing policies. So that is an opportunity to do the rate renegotiation if things do get extremely better. But if things have gone the other direction, obviously you don't want to go back to market. Market. So no matter what, we've got to extend that rate lock. We've got to get you extended out until the loan is going to be funded and closed. We already talked about it, 0.02 per day of your loan balance. So again, something very, very important that you don't want to do. Make sure you're locking in for the right amount of time. You're locking in at the very best day that, that you possibly can. Nobody can tell you what to do over a 30-day period. You are the boss. You choose when to lock in your interest rate, not the loan officer. You say, yes, I want to lock and make sure that your, uh, your loan officer is communicating with you on a daily basis if you decide to float that loan. So that is everything about locking in the interest rate. I hope that that was very good information, that you guys learned something today. I didn't get very many questions, but Michelle, thank you so much for yours. That was fabulous. And I will be here again next Wednesday at one o'clock Pacific time. So make sure you subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell to know when I do go live. Remember that my texting service is only gonna be on for another couple of weeks and then I'm gonna shut it down. I just wanna give people enough time to subscribe subscribe to the channel and click their uh, make sure that they're getting their notifications from YouTube directly. Um, but please also give me a thumbs up guys. If you're liking the show, it really is important to me. It helps me with the algorithms of YouTube to get more people to see these videos that we do. So please give me a thumbs up if you do like the information and you felt like it was a great show. I hope you guys all have a fabulous rest of your weekend. Enjoy your president's day on Monday. Happy Valentine's day today. And I hope you guys all have a great time. So I'll talk to y'all real soon. See you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 09415044, Florida L076508, Georgia 69178, Idaho MLO 2080237926, Illinois 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina I210940, Nevada 57237, Oregon, Tennessee 184373, Texas, Washington MLO 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom.